0: Thank mm-hmm. you. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 23. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason. I'm joined, as always, by Travis. Travis, what's what's good after the debacle that we just had trying to get here?
1: Oh, not much. Just I'm glad that the city put a lot of money into the email that we have. <laughs> it's a pretty secure government server, huh? Um, Yeah, that's a word. I mean, it's so secure it doesn't work. There's nothing to steal if you can't work it. It doesn't work.
0: <laughs> oh, that's exactly right. It's one way to secure it is to just have it shut down. <laughs> so uh, anyway, Travis, for the uninitiated or the noobs to the podcast here, we are a weekly podcast where we get together each and every week to discuss all things in the world of PlayStation. We bring you all of the news, rumors, upcoming game releases, and a little bit more. And we post new episodes every Sunday. If you would like to engage with us, you can do that on Twitter at the DualSense Pod. And if you would like to watch some of our game streams or clips, we are flip-flopping yet again, and it's my fault. Um, but after conferring with Travis, we're going to be streaming and posting videos on our YouTube page where we post the episodes every Sunday, which is the DualSense Podcast on YouTube. So you can find us there. And without further ado, Travis, talk to me about what you've been playing this past week.
1: Uh well, I gave uh gave Dirt a go uh this week. So I think I've done I don't know four the first four races of the career or something like that. It's pretty cool. Um the feedback of the controller is awesome. It's it's um definitely lets you know you're on different surfaces. The cars feel different. The the game feels really good on the controller even if you turned all the haptics off i still think you i feel really good on the controller i i don't know if it's i said before i don't know if it's a wheel game but I, it's definitely good on the controller like you can do all kinds of crazy stuff you can slide it and you know drift it and all that fun stuff pretty easily on the controller it's nice and tight and responsive so it you know it's fun from that perspective i could probably make the um computer the ai difficulty a little bit higher but it's um yeah it's a good time what was that picture i sent you on the first on the first race you do i was like 167 in the world
0: oh yeah yeah you got like top 160 in the world on your very first race yeah so, you damn you damn sim racer so so i'm pretty sure if i just got bored one day and sat
1: down i could probably get in the top 100 but uh you know how it's definitely one of those races it's definitely one of those games where you need to memorize the track or you're you're gonna be shit out of luck but it's it's awesome. sure played 2k i got my um i bought tom googliata my second amethyst he's a lot of fun uh a little <laughs> bit of everything nothing crazy i still haven't found a center i like i got chris stapps perzingis in a uh a locker code yesterday he's not bad he's probably the best one i've had but that's he's also the highest rated guy i've had that plays center sure
0: aside from that uh, we we uh played a lot of call of duty we did and we played pretty well on Call of Duty.
1: Right. So we got
0: we got to bronze level on the zombies. Finally did it. Yeah. That's a that was an adventure.
1: Right. So that took a little bit of effort but I I think that's designed for for it to be easier for you as you unlock those specials. Um, I hope so. That that healing special I think helps a lot. And once it lets us get some of those different kind of ammos and armors, I think we'll be a lot better off. We got we still got close to silver level, isn't that twenty? I mean, we got pretty close.
0: Yeah, I think we got to fifteen or sixteen.
1: Yeah, and then when we died, we were, yeah we were we barely died. I mean, it just it was just like a split second. So, pretty right. close to that uh, we crushed in normal normal Call of Duty Online. <laughs> we crushed mm-hmm. a bunch of domination, and uh, I did surprisingly well on kill confirmed. I've been playing really well on that for some reason. So.
0: Yeah, we've got to take advantage of it while we can because I have a sneaking suspicion that when they drop the first season in like early December and everybody has all these guns that they, you know, pay twenty dollars for that we're not going to be good anymore. So probably not. that or that or when when they decide to give in into all the bitching about the skill based matchmaking and we, you know, we just can't just can't hang anymore. So, but who knows? Is that everything you've been playing? Or you've been playing some other stuff?
1: No, that's it. I like um, I like skill based matchmaking. It's every other, well, all the all the sim racing stuff I do is skill based. That's
0: part of uh, that's part of the challenge. Right. It makes sense. I uh, I don't know why. I, I guess there are extremes to it. You know, it can be skewed or whatever. But I mean, it's been fine for us. So it's a, <laughs> we'll take it. Uh, I've been playing NBA Two K Twenty One like like you have. I still. Have been pretty much playing triple threat offline. I've, I'm I don't know if I'm going to make my deadline of getting enough the getting to the XP level I want, but we'll see. I've got like four days left. It seems pretty unlikely, but you never know. Uh, but I'm also now striving to get the diamond Stefan Marbury to play point guard for me. So I've got that goal out there. I, I need like 48 more wins. So just 48 is all. You do that by tomorrow night. so uh that's fun we've we've pretty much just been playing my team but uh whenever the free agent period period is over and the trades are done uh, i do want to make an online league with you so that'll be Mm -hmm. fun and then uh i did play a little bit of astro's playroom i played the second world of that and i did not play any uh after that but my goal is this weekend to play that a little bit more. So. And then I played Dirt 5 as well. Like you played a few races. That's just an easy game to just like fire up and do two or three races and, you know, do something else. Uh, So it's fun. I really like that game. At some point I'm going to like actually sit down and play the career, you know, all the way through. So, and then Black Ops, like you said, and it was a pretty good week there. And then finally I played Spider-Man Miles Morales and I beat it. I finished the, uh, the story. Mm Mm-hmm. And I got to say, it's an excellent game. It's very good. And in my opinion, it's better than the original. And I think the story is more grounded and more believable in a way. And just kind of, I don't know, it's more personable, I guess, more related, more easier to relate to to what's going on. So, And then the combat is even better, in my opinion, because you have different abilities. And I think these abilities are better than the original Spider-Man's abilities. So. Uh, and then the some of the fights are just awesome, and the cin- the cinematics of it are very good. And as you know, I've been messing with the photo mode as well, mm-hmm. and it's excellent. So I'm very pleased with it. Is it your top PS5 game you've beaten? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is my top PS5 game that I've beaten by default. That's good. So uh, now that I've got that done, my plan is to, well, I'll save that for the end of the show. How about that? but uh, yeah it's a great game I highly recommend it I would give it an 8.2 8 8.5 8. 8.5 maybe 8.6 it's very good so you're right on the
1: Metacritic score basically
0: yeah I think it's that's fairly accurate so it's been a good week as you can tell I've i you know cut it back a little bit last week I was like you know like buckshot just everywhere I just was playing a little bit of everything because of the launch but I kind of uh Narrowed in a little bit this week to get some things done, so I've got to get play Astro's Playroom. Oh, God, I keep doing that. We can't talk about that yet. We have got to save something for the end. So, uh, Travis, we have a decent news week here. Let's, let's jump on into the news here. Number one, we had the latest round of Will They or Won't They this week regarding Xbox bringing future Bethesda titles to PlayStation platforms. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Xbox Chief Financial Officer Tim Stewart suggested while speaking at a conference last week that Bethesda Games will simply offer better experiences on Xbox consoles. Stewart stated, a quote, What we'll do in the long run is we don't have intentions of just pulling all of Bethesda content out of Sony or Nintendo or otherwise. But what we want is we want the con- we want that content in the long run to be either first or better or best or pick your differentiated experience on our platforms. We will want Bethesda content to show up as the best as on our platforms, end quote. So if you can follow that, he went on to add that, quote, if it shows up best in Game Pass, Game Pass, that's what we want to see. And we want to drive our Game Pass subscriber base through that Bethesda pipeline, end quote. Elsewhere, in an interview with Russian news agency TASS, or TASS, of all places, when asked about future Bethesda titles coming to PlayStation, Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan stated, quote, That's a decision that is out of our hands. We'll wait and see what happens. I look forward to learning about that. End quote. So, here's the latest round. What do you make of any of this?
1: Well, the, to answer the will they will not the question, he says in his quote that they don't want to pull Bethesda out of Nintendo or uh, PlayStation, so it seems to be mm-hmm. an answer there. And sure. my guess would be they don't want to do that. We've talked about before kind of like why you don't want to do that. Um, I think they want to, They don't want to lose money on those systems, uh, but they want their system to make the most of that market share. So right. what I found interesting about this comment was you know, they want this to be the quote unquote best on their system, but they haven't identified what is the best way to do that. And I think that's not a great <laughs> sign. So like in, mm-hmm. in the middle of that comment, he does say, you talk about Game Pass, and you know, maybe that is the answer. But he, what he gives us is an if statement and an if statement is anything but certain. That's that's the point of the word if. So mm-hmm. how can you expect Bethesda to, to deliver on that expectation if the parent company doesn't have a clear pathway to what that goal is. I think that's, <laughs> that's very, a good point. That's very difficult to do. Um, so my, thing, my, my brain goes to, okay, well, what can make a Bethesda game on, on Xbox better or the best? Mm-hmm. PlayStation does exclusivity. Well, they just said they don't want to do that, basically. So that's off the table. Mm-hmm. All right. They could say it's optimized for Xbox, but that's marketing bullshit. That doesn't mean anything correct so what's left fidelity graphics speed all that stuff well if you don't have the right tv some of that doesn't matter Sorry. i would venture 50 percent of gamers don't even notice that stuff because they don't know any better they're young or they're old and don't care um or and from my experience once i get four or five hours into a game um i don't really notice that as much i get used to it looking a certain way So if I can Mm -hmm. get over the initial shock, of maybe it's not as great graphically. I won't pay any attention to it. So that really leaves, all that really leaves is Game Pass. So does Game Pass make the game better? It doesn't make the game better. It might make the accessibility better because it's easier. And he does use the word experience, not the actual game. Mm. But as we've seen before, Microsoft is about experience. And I think PlayStation is about game quality. Mm-hmm. And that whole quote, he, where he's talking about experiences as opposed to quality, I think completely sums up their their vision as a company. I, I I know he says Game Pass, and people will say, "Well, that's what he's talking about." Again, he's saying if. So to me, if there's a, if there is a better way to do it that Bethesda sees, they will go for it. But it just seems like there's not a lot of specific direction from Microsoft. And I don't like that if I am Bethesda. I want to know exactly what you where do you want me to be? You just paid a billion dollars for me. Where do you want
0: me? Right. It sounds like either, like you said, they either have not made up their mind yet, which as much as this guy is a scatterbrained in this comment a little bit, it sounds that way. Or they just obviously don't want to talk about it, which I think that they can't legally talk about it because the deal hasn't closed yet. But if that was the case, just say, "Hey, we don't have anything to say about that right, right. now." <laughs> you know, we'll comment on like this dude just kind of rambled on about it. So, I think th- you've made some great points, and I, my guess as to what this comes out in the wash looking like is because he's mentioned Game Pass and he's mentioned you know whatever differentiated experience. My just my personal guess as to what this looks like is. These Bethesda games, like the Elder Scrolls and Starfield and all that, will have a period where they're only playable on Xbox, potentially. Mm-hmm. And on top of being free when you have Game Pass. So, if you have Game Pass, you're going to get it day one included in Game Pass. Right. And, then, and then, guess what? PlayStation, you guys don't even get the game until a year after that. And then you're going to pay $70 for it. So that's kind of my guess as to how they handle this, because then they can kind of reap the benefits of that year of exclusivity and that it's free for game pass. And then that's going to drive consoles and subscriptions. And so and kind of drive the demand. Yeah, that's my personal opinion. And then it kind of winds up a little bit too with how they've been talking about, they don't want to lock out, players and they don't want to take content off of sony or nintendo you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so that's the only way that i can reconcile this right now is is something that looks like that so we'll see number two in that same interview with russia's tass playstation boss jim ryan was asked if sony would have a response to xbox's game pass subscription service a question Ryan has been asked many times before, except according to website Push Square, this time he responded with, quote, There is actually news to come, but just not today, end quote. The brief response from Ryan is noteworthy because earlier this year, when asked the same question, he told website GameIndustry.biz, quote, We are not going down the road of putting new release titles into a subscription model. These games cost many millions of dollars, well over $100 million, to develop. We just don't see that as sustainable. End quote. Mm-hmm. So Travis, within about a period of months here, basically, he he's reversed course a little bit, or at least hinting at reversing mm-hmm. course. So what do you, what would you think about some type of ga- Game Pass subscription on PlayStation? Would that appeal to you, or you know what? Or do you think that's not really something that Sony would benefit from?
1: I don't know I'd have to see how the model is laid out and what I would get um do I play enough games to justify their costs that kind of thing hmm you know he said it could be something similar to game Pass, and so maybe it's um maybe maybe it's called PlayStation Pass and you get games that are a year old you know what I mean Maybe it's something sure it could still drive initial sales i I don't know exactly uh but we do yeah. know you know it's a copycat world, so if Microsoft has figured out a way to make game Pass profitable and Sony sees that, they're going to copy it and try to, try to replicate that model for themselves. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. I was more surprised when he said, hey, we're not going to do that. That kind of almost felt like um, a little short-sighted to not look into it, especially if it's working for Microsoft. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they're obviously thinking about something, what that looks like. I mean, I don't know. Would it work for mm-hmm. PlayStation gamers? I don't
0: know. Would you, would you look into it? Well, my question is, is so we, we we have PlayStation Plus, right? right? We get game, we get free games every month. And we have PlayStation Now that is a catalog of older games. You know, it's not new stuff, but it, they add games to that every month too, right? Mm-hmm. I have but I have both of those subscriptions. Now, we don't get brand new games as a part of anything. Sometimes on Plus, right, we'll get a brand new game. It's like Fall Guys usually right. something like that, right? So, I mean, would you hypothetically, if Sony said, hey, there's a PlayStation pass and it's $99 a year, it's a hundred bucks and you get access to any first or second party PlayStation game that comes out and the online play is included in that, Mm -hmm. like they basically roll plus into this Mm -hmm. and it's a hundred bucks. Would you pay a hundred bucks a year for something like that? Yeah, because
1: you're going to spend. Basically, what you're saying is, are you going to buy two first-party games a year? And the answer to most right. people would be yes. Um, sure. Yeah, and then and then all the third-party games are where they are now for PlayStation. So that that yes. makes sense. So it's it's a very it's a PlayStation version of Game Pass. Basically, you only get first parties. That that would make sense.
0: Right, but uh, one hundred dollars a year may be pretty generous. So it may be way more than that. Right, and. Because games are now seventy dollars. And on the flip side of this is to to Jim Ryan's point, is it sustainable for them to sell a hundred or a hundred and twenty dollar a year PlayStation Pass or whatever mm-hmm. when they know people are going to spend seventy dollars now per game. on God of War yeah, on God of War and Horizon and and you know what I mean? So yeah. that that's hundred and forty bucks right there. And then if they throw in if it's a year where there's three really compelling games, then that's $210 that they're getting out of people as opposed to a hundred or 120 or 150. So
1: like next year's not the year to roll this out. You
0: wait till twenty twenty-two. So I get where he's coming from, from that side of things, from, from, from strictly a capitalist standpoint, it seems like they would stand to make more money just by selling the games a la carte. However, maybe, maybe there's some type of metric there that, says that a subscription service like this is it drives revenue in a way that we don't understand right now and so i guess time will tell they said there's going to be news about it so we'll just have to wait and see i'm assuming it won't be until next year so we'll see how that goes number three the next entry in the resident evil series may not be too far off if recent leaks are accurate According to website PlayStation Universe, a massive hack on publisher Capcom servers this week revealed that Resident Evil Village is planned to launch in April 2021 on PlayStation 5. The leak also revealed that there is indeed a PS4 version in the works as well, and that a demo will be out weeks prior to launch. And finally, the leak revealed that a multiplayer Resident Evil game called Dominion is in development, and it may be a Battle Royale-style release. Hmm. Any thoughts here? Oh, okay, another battle
1: royale! Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> right. What I think is fascinating about this, um, and again, I, I just think this is funny. It's it's what people choose to hack. So they chose Capcom as opposed to like Rockstar for GTA News or for the Bank <laughs> of know. America. Like they took they I picked that Yeah, like, I <laughs> right. really love Resident Evil. I got to see this thing. Um, I mean, look, that's cool if you're into that. I just I don't need other Resident Evil, and I'm not sure that a battle royale plays into the resident evil kind of what i what i expect out of a resident evil it's kind of weird in my head i'm not sure how that because like resident evil is kind of like tactical and it can kind of freak you out a little bit and how does battle royale kind of do that
0: i know i don't know i mean that is interesting to see what their take on one would be but i mean we have a ton of these now like you said so i i don't know if they would charge for it i don't know if it would be free i don't know if it would be tacked on to a game like they did with that one um that re- came out recently. Remember that, that re- resident evil resistance that was tacked on to like yeah. resident evil three remake. You remember that? Was that? So, yeah. Um, there, there is a lot of Capcom stuff uh, that came out of this leak. I just thought this was the most interesting. So it seems like of the other com- compared to all the other stuff that I saw leaked that everything seems pretty credible. So, I mean, of course they can always remove that release date, but at least as things stand now, we're getting a new resident evil game in April. So, we'll see if that holds up and then there's there was a big question mark whether or not it would come to um uh, or there was a big question mark on whether resident evil village would would also get a ps4 version and it seems like that's been confirmed as well so
1: it's another resident evil next year
0: yeah yeah another cross gen so resident evil village looks like it'll be out in april of next year and then there will also be a ps4 version for those of you staying behind Number four, Hitman developer IO Interactive announced their next project on Thursday via a teaser trailer. The project, titled Project 007, is a licensed James Bond game that appears to be in early development, as IO Interactive is currently hiring to fill out the team. The game's official website describes the game as, quote, featuring a wholly original Bond story, players will step into the shoes of the world's favorite secret agent to earn their double O status in the very first James Bond origin story end quote. So what do you think about this?
1: So I'm pretty excited about this. I figure I figure worst case scenario, we get um, hit man with a James Bond skin and some gadgets which sure that'd be cool. I'm okay with yes. that. Uh, but, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm interested to see kind of like what are the, what the origin story looks like, uh, what we build up into kind of like how we go on the journey to get our license to kill. Um, I'm very interested in that. Uh, the trailer, there. the trailer yeah. is just cool. <laughs> like, you know, we, it loads a little bullet in the
0: gun and we come out.
1: And I don't know. I just, it's just fun. I'm excited that, that they're the ones doing that. I think they'll do a really
0: good job. Yeah, so we knew this announcement was coming on Thursday, but I was doing something at work. And then when I got back, you said, have you seen it yet? And I said, no. And then I was doing some paperwork or whatever. He's like, have you watched it yet? And I said, no. And then finally I watched it and I was like, oh my God, yes, they're making a James Bond game. Like this is the perfect developer to right. do this to. So I, I wonder if it's going to be an open world game, kind of like Hitman, or if it's going to be like a linear, like like story, like kind of like The Last of Us type thing. What do you think?
1: I would I would assume it would be more open world because of all the gadgets you assume you're going to have it would make sense if you could, especially with the PS5 now and all the power we have to use and play with you'd think it would be like kind of like a big open world and you could do all kinds of crazy stuff to where maybe the story sure. itself is linear but the way you can um attack the different levels or different missions is completely up to you and I'm sure you know it would kind of lend itself better to the to the system than being just linear and kind of boxed in
0: yeah, I could see that. I I think that's just kind of their DNA, DNA at this point, so I think that's probably a safe bet. Number five, the PlayStation 5 has won the first battle in the next-gen console war, as they've jumped out to an early sales lead in their home country of Japan. Website Gematsu reported that the PlayStation 5 sold 118,085 units in its first four days in Japan. While, for comparison, Xbox Series consoles sold 20,534 units in its first six days in Japan. Although PlayStation has historically dominated the Japanese market by default, this is likely an early sign that PlayStation will continue their global market share lead well into this console generation. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts here?
1: Oh, of course they won Japan. I'd be worried if they didn't.
0: (laughs) Right, that'd be a big red flag.
1: So everything I've seen basically showcases this gigantic lead for playstation and i'm i'm curious if that's how i've modeled my social media around my interest or if that's really what's happening um right but what i did laugh out loud because i saw a quote from one of the xbox execs saying that they're gonna with the high supply quote-unquote or the high demand quote-unquote they'll be ready in april with more consoles and i was like what what high demand like Yeah, um, if you only I mean, make
0: twenty thousand, yeah, I mean, of course.
1: Yeah, but by the way, like, and to that point, like, PlayStation had more PS fives ready at launch than they had PS fours. So, mm-hmm. I, I think that really shows that the market and the gamer race has grown more than maybe people realized at at when they basically went into production.
0: Yeah, they're easily going to sell that seven and a half million number that they wanted to sell through March. Easy, it right. sounds like. I, I mean, this is the way it's going to play out. It's going to play out a lot like this uh, last generation. I think uh, the Xbox is going to win the United States um, because it's an American company, and it's it's it was really close this last gen. But they're going to probably win America, and then Sony's just going to win everywhere else in the world. So uh, I would be shocked if Sony didn't outsell two to one again this generation. So I think that's what we're headed for. Number 6, while the DualSense controller has received a near universal praise in the early days of the PlayStation 5, including in racing game Dirt 5, that hasn't caused developer CodeMasters to rest on their laurels. In a recent interview with the YouTube channel Game On Daily, technical director David Springate shared that while they've gotten generally positive feedback from fans on the DualSense haptics in Dirt 5, the development team is not satisfied, stating quote I've seen a lot of people say they really like the PS5 haptics. We're not happy with it, so we're going to be revisiting our haptics. Even though I've not seen anybody say I hate the haptics in Dirt Five, we are not happy with it, so we're going to go back and redo it. End <laughs> quote. <laughs> this is kind of odd, but what, what do I, you
1: think? Well, they, well, I mean, the haptics are good, I, and I, I can mm-hmm. see kind of what they mean. I guess based off of, like the feedback you get in a steering wheel when you have the the in the rig as opposed to the mm-hmm. controller, it's not as nuanced as that. Like on the rig you can really feel like the difference between asphalt gravel mud the weather uh all Mm -hmm. kinds of stuff like that different cars feel different they turn different you can feel the acceleration that kind of thing that kind of stuff so Mm -hmm. my assumption is that they just want to make it more nuanced and detailed per car per track per weather situation that kind of a thing um and there's nothing wrong with that but i wonder like does that mean when they redo the haptics like is that a controller update or is that a game update or is it both? Do I have to plug, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. That's a really good question. I never thought about that. I would assume it's just a game update, but who knows? We, we haven't been down this road before really. So I, I, so on one hand, I think it's really good that they are going to continue to update this, right? Like it's, it's Mm -hmm. a good thing that they're going to continue to update the triggers and the haptics. That's, you know, you want that support. But then on the other hand, I'm kind of like, well, isn't, isn't the kind of rule of thumb is you don't fix what's not broken. So <laughs> right. I, I, I don't know. That worries me a little bit. Usually when people do this, they actually break it and people don't like it right. anymore. It's gonna so, be worse. <laughs> but I mean, I've, I've really liked the game so far, so I trust them to, to make a, a good decision and uh, maybe they'll, maybe it'll just be even better. So we'll see. I mean, you're the racing guy, so you would know better than I, but I did, I was going to mention too. I think that, I saw somewhere, I don't know if it's true that they're going to add racing wheel support for dirt five by the end of the year. Does that excite you at all?
1: I'll, I'll definitely try it, but it's just, I really think it's meant for a controller. Um, sure. Cause it's more arcadey, like arcadey games on the wheel. They just don't, they're not made for a wheel. Right. So you get, it's just not as good as that make sense. It's like, it's almost more difficult. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'll try it out and if it's cool, I'll keep doing it. But you know, if they, if, I like using the controller. I think it's I think it's good.
0: Number 7. Video game publishing conglomerate Embracer Group is added again. This time acquiring 12 game development studios and a public relations firm. Website VentureBeat reported the acquisitions, which include game studios Thinking Ape Entertainment, which is a mobile developer, Nimble Giant Entertainment, Madhead Games, Mobile, uh, which develops PC and mobile games, Snapshot Games, 34 Big Things, licensed pinball uh, developers Zen Studios, mobile developer IUGO Mobile Entertainment, Purple Lamp Studios, Quality Assurance Support Studio Quantic Lab, Coffee Stain North, Silent Games, and Shadow Warrior developer Flying Wild Hog. <laughs> uh, Embracer also bought New York-based PR agency Sandbox Strategies, the acquisitions bring Embracer Group's headcount to 5,718 employees in 45 countries, and the Swedish company says it now has 135 game projects in development. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, any thoughts on this?
1: Um, where are they getting this money from, first of all? It's, that's insane that they've bought all these people.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe we'll finally get a good pinball game though so people are starting to legitimately believe and I might be right there with them that this is a money laundering operation. It's like the Mexican, huh, okay. it's like the Mexican drug cartels are just like funneling money through embracer group. And they're just like buying, they have to buy game studios. You know what I mean? It's That's like, because awesome. they've got so much money, they can't just hide it in freaking you know, Zen studios and pinball games. They've got to have nimble giant, you know, whatever right. their game is, they got to bury money into. So, I mean, it's just certainly what it, Looks, I mean, it right. optically it looks weird. And so they can it just knows. run
1: money through the games when they're developing them.
0: Like, I,
1: cause I was <laughs> going to say, like, they have to have found some sort of model in buying up these like smaller mid-level developers, and maybe there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of money in these cult games, you know, like Shadow Warrior. But right, I like the drug cartel better. That's way more fun.
0: I know. That's my tinfoil hat shit, but it's probably in reality what you're talking about. It's probably they, they're they fine. They're being in this niche of having studios that make games that sell, you know, 100,000, 200,000 copies, you know, half a million, maybe a million copies if they're, if they're lucky. And that's a, you know, that's a banger for them. Uh, like with the Shadow Warrior mm-hmm. games or whatever. So Maybe that's just the, the the space they want to play in, and if, if that's the case, and that's how they're making their money. I mean, obviously they're making money. They just buy you know a dozen studios at a time every few months, so it's it's weird, but I guess it's working. Either that or that cocaine is so good. <laughs> Number eight, the Game Awards announced the nominees for all award categories earlier this week. PlayStation leads the way as the most nominated publisher with the twenty-two total nominations followed by Xbox with eight. The most nominated game is The Last of Us Part II with 10 nominations, followed by fellow PlayStation exclusives Ghost of Tsushima receiving seven nominations, Final Fantasy VII Remake getting six, and Fall Guys with four. The Last of Us Part II, Ghost of Tsushima, and Final Fantasy VII Remake are all nominated for Game of the Year. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on this? It's quite uh, quite impressive right,
1: like none of the games on any of those lists or that are nominated at all are surprising, like right, that makes perfect sense, but uh imagine having a console where zero of the finalists for game of the year are on it
0: <laughs> oh man yeah. that's a good that's a good point that a hurts. console
1: and then imagine thinking that that console <laughs> is still better because you have cross platform games like just like you can fuck off like it's not better, like sorry Ooh. Like you can't play Last You can't play Ghost of Tsushima, You can't play Final Fantasy. That's hilarious. None of us can play Animal Crossing. That's fine. But like Right. Hey, come on.
0: You can't say they have Halo
1: games and thought they're interesting.
0: But hey, they've got they get to play the old Halo games and they have multiplayer on backwards compatibility. Are you kidding me?
1: It's a listen, big wake up call. Halo hasn't been good since two (laughs) thousand
0: four. The is that the original or probably second one, maybe I don't know. Gears of War sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, this is awesome. I mean, 22, they lead the way, and the next closest is Xbox with 8. That just goes to show you right there just the kind of heat that PlayStation puts out every year. And their commitment to having these quality single-player games, usually. And it's a formula that's just crushing right now, to be honest. I mean... They know what they're doing. They're doubling down on that. They're organically growing these studios that mm-hmm. we hear about, or that are, that are rumored to be making new games and things like that. So I don't blame them. I mean, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like we said mm-hmm. a few minutes ago. So I, I'm gonna, I will go on record to say though that Animal Crossing is going to win Game of the Year. That's <laughs> Uh, that would shock me if it didn't win Game of the Year. I think it's I think it's neck and neck between that and The Last of Us Part Two, but I just think that it that Animal Crossing seems like that game like this a game this year would win a game like that would win this year. Is right. What I'm trying to say. So, number nine, a new study from the world renowned Oxford University, our lads across the pond, suggests that playing video games can be beneficial to your mental health according to The Guardian. For the first time ever, researchers at the university studied actual gameplay data, specifically playtime amounts from players of Animal Crossing New Horizons and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Lead researcher Andrew Prisbilski said the study shows, quote, that if you play four hours a day of Animal Crossing, you're a much happier human being. But that's only interesting because of all the other research before this is done so badly, end quote. Cautioning against a blanket statement that games are always a positive thing, he added, quote, I'm very confident that if the research goes on, we will learn about th- the things that we think of as toxic in games, and we will have evidence for those things as well, end quote. So, Travis, this is exactly what I've always been looking for, an excuse to tell my wife that <laughs> gaming keeps me mentally fit. What do you think?
1: It, moving forward, this is going to be like the egg thing, like one week it's good, one week it's bad. Mm. It's just like anything, though. Moderations, moderation's good, you know, except for like meth and murder. But like <laughs> the way the way I look at it is like uh, if playing a game helps you relax. It's something you get pleasure from. Then it's good for you. Just don't do it mm. a billion hours a day. But but as you know, games do stuff like the, they help you build confidence and like problem solving. Um, they help you learn how to focus. They help you analyze situations more quickly. The, all those things we know that it does. Mm-hmm. but it's just like anything else, like you shouldn't eat a hundred eggs a day either. I'm sh- yeah, they're bad for you if you eat a billion of them, but eating a couple for breakfast is fine. It's like you know it's like anything. it's just use your brain, don't be silly, but yeah, I would agree with you it it definitely does help you keep your mind engaged, so maybe some old people should play more games
0: I mean c- killing. Killing kids in Call of Duty keeps me has kept me from killing people in real life more <laughs> times than I can tell you. So,
1: right, it doesn't incite violence as far as I'm concerned. Like <laughs> that's I'm a not... joke, by the way.
0: NSA and FBI, right. it's a joke. We're not desensitized. Correct. I, it is cool, though. I agree with you. But it is cool that Oxford University of all places is now starting to study this. It just lends more legitimacy to, you know, video games as a as a media. Mm-hmm. So because they already do this shit for TV and movies and everything. So it's good.
1: Well, I feel it's like cool. video games are like when people started reading books, like you, you could go to an insane asylum if you read too many books in a day or read a book for too long. <laughs> like you uh-huh. get like some sort of book fever. I think it's the same thing. Like now people read books like, OK, whatever. It's it's just like
0: that. Yeah. And number 10 here, Travis, we have many news nuggets to get to, as always. Feel free to jump in here at anything that sticks out. First nugget here, Time Magazine has named the PlayStation 5 one of 2020's top 100 inventions.
1: So I went through this list. It's awesome. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. Okay. And my, my favorite by far was the... Um, I'm gonna say armless. That's not the right word, but the armless uh, toothbrush. What the hell? So you, (laughs) it's like this little machine. You put in this mouth guard, and it has nylon brushes on the inside of the mouth guard, and then it pulsates water and toothpaste through it, and you just hold it in your mouth. And wow, I I want that. Right, and it sinks. It's and it just dumps straight into the sink. You don't have to spit out or anything. It does it for you. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's like a loop, (laughs) and then it is awesome. And it syncs up with an app, so you know exactly how long you brushed you and it'll tell you like if you let's say you were brushing and something happened and you had to run off and like you know put out a fire or something this it's so the next day if you're 30 seconds short it'll just add 30 seconds onto your brush
0: time (laughs) it's pretty awesome that is dude that's so awesome but it's so lazy too that's great that's what do they always say about if you have a problem that you need to solve quickly put your laziest person on it and they'll figure out the fastest right. way to do it.
1: Yeah, so that yeah. they put a lazy guy on
0: and he made a $200 piece of <laughs> piece of equipment. <laughs> That's awesome. Also, Travis Developer Crystal Dynamics announced that their first Marvel's Avengers add-on character, Kate Bishop, will be available starting December 8th. Grand Theft Auto developer Rockstar Games announced the KO Pariso heist coming to GTA GTA Online on December 15th. This is an entirely new map, apparently. I
1: think Sounds people cool. need to just come to terms with the fact that GTA 6 is just GTA 5 Online.
0: Oh, God. Oh. Oh, I don't want to hear that. Epic Games announced that Fortnite now has in-game video chat capabilities on PS4 and PS5 via the House Party mobile app. Publisher Ubisoft announced that Assassin's Creed Valhalla is the biggest launch in the franchise's history, having sold through more copies at launch than any other Assassin's Creed game. Does that make you uh, want to play it more? It does. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Watch Dogs Legion is on sale now on PlayStation 5, and I so that that's a good sign, because I think in December we're going to get a similar sale on Valhalla, and I'll probably have to pick it up. Although that is going to be a terrible time, because Cyberpunk is going to just destroy everything so right we'll see it may wait till even next year when it's like 20 bucks we'll see i do want to play it also travis website playstation universe reported that call of duty black ops cold war set a new record for the highest day one digital sales worldwide in franchise history so a couple franchises breaking right. records there
1: uh, that's probably the least surprising thing on this list i, I would assume that'll sure. be number one next month on the digital sales
0: yeah, has to be, has to be. PlayStation Universe also reported that sales data from the MPD group shows that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was the best-selling game in the United States over the last 12 months, behind only Modern Warfare, of all things.
1: All right, well, see, that's the most surprising thing on this list. Did somebody hack that in and like, <laughs> just, just let's mess with these guys and type in Star Wars?
0: Yeah, that does not make sense at all. It beat out a lot of impressive, a lot of more, a lot of more impressive games to to come in number two. There, it's weird. PlayStation Universe reported that Kingdom Hearts director Tetsuya Nomura teased a new Kingdom Hearts game may be coming late in the next gen console lifecycle. That a new rumor from the recent Capcom leak suggests Street Fighter VI may be in development for PlayStation Four and PlayStation Five and that the PS5 HDMI 2.1 bandwidth is limited to 32 gigabytes a second, as opposed to Xbox Series X at 40 gigabytes a second, uh, which affects games played at 120 frames per second. So I guess there's an L finally for uh, PlayStation uh, compared to Xbox, whatever. Website Push Square reported that the Microsoft Store leaked Far Cry 6's new release date as May 25th, that Borderlands 3 will run at up to... 120 frames per second on PlayStation 5 in performance mode. That Dirt 5 received patch 1.04 this Monday, which refined the use of the adaptive triggers. There you go, and changed a trophy requirement from needing to drive 10,000 miles to now 1,000 miles. Yeah, thank, thank God. God. Yeah, that's a lot of Jesus. miles. I don't think <laughs> God, I have that many in GT Sport. <laughs> right, jeez, guys. Push Square also reported that Ghost Recon Breakpoint will receive PlayStation 5 upgrades via backwards compatibility, including a 1080p 60 frames per second performance mode, as well as a 4K resolution mode. And finally, they reported that Sony Interactive Entertainment CEO Jim Ryan had no comment in a recent interview regarding whether or not God of War Ragnarok would be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Yeah, just
1: just make it a kick-ass ps5 exclusive that just blows the console out of the water and don't worry about it it'll drive sales for the console for that month
0: <sighs> that's not good they it looks like they're considering putting it on the floor or he would have just said that so uh website playstation lifestyle reported that ps 4s marvel spider-man has now sold more than 20 million copies worldwide and is the best selling ps4 game Website DualShockers reported that publisher Electronic Arts is facing yet another class action lawsuit, this time in California, regarding its loot boxes, microtransactions, and use of dynamic difficulty adjustment. Website IGN reported that Cyberpunk 2077 will require a minimum 70 gigabytes to install on PlayStation 4 and will come on two discs for physical versions. I, I can't believe it's a 2 disker. or I, I thought we'd seen the last of those. Dude, that doesn't add up to me though. Like seventy gigabytes can fit RG. on one boy. Blu- right. Yeah, it's fits on one Blu-ray disc, but it's I don't know. So maybe the download is just smaller than I don't. Know. It doesn't make sense, but yeah, that's gonna got to be the last two discer on PS4 for sure. Has to be. Website Gamatsu reported that new DLC for Trine Four titled "Melody of Mystery" will release on PS4 in spring of 2021. That upcoming Ubisoft open-world RPG, Immortals Phoenix Rising, will receive a season pass featuring three story-driven expansions, as well as free ongoing content and cosmetics. That point-and-click puzzle adventure game, When the Past Was Around, will launch on PlayStation 4 in mid-December. That retro-futuristic action-puzzle adventure game, Retro Machina, will release on PS4 in quarter one of 2021. That a November 25th update to Star Wars Squadrons will add a new map and components, while an upcoming December update will add new Starfighters and custom matches. That Limited Run Games announced a limited print of Shenmue 3 Complete Edition for the PlayStation 4, which will include all DLC. And finally, Travis Kimotsu reported that shoot 'em up game Ketsui Death Tiny Kazuna Jigoku Tachi uh-huh. is now available on PlayStation 4. Be sure you pick that one up. And that is all for the news this week. We'll now move on to this week's new game releases and as always, I turn it over to Travis.
1: All these games are uh, PS4 unless I state otherwise, and that will be the case mm-hmm. for future reference. Okay. On okay. uh, November the 16th, we have Darkness Roller Coaster, Akimbo Kimbo edition. Um, this is mm. uh, the scary version of uh, playing a coaster. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, basically, you, uh, you, you ride a roller... There's a VR version, but you ride this roller coaster, and there's like all kinds of like scary stuff going on. In the video I watched, there was a giant spider crawling at the screen. I just turned it off. But you, like, <laughs> uh, you can shoot stuff while you're on the coaster so akimbo edition you got two guns makes sense interesting so if you're into that kind of horror stuff it's kind of a, a fun play on that also from the 16th we have rocket birds hard boiled chicken and this is like mm. a it's a side scroller um you bounce around and shoot stuff you can kind of stack on each other and crawl around it's pretty sweet um it would be it would be an interesting game if it was a plus game i think that it would get it would get a pretty good amount of downloads also, on the 16th, we have The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing the Third Extended. On the 17th, we have Bubble Bobble for Friends. The Baron is back. Fantasy Friends. Five Dates. So, Five Dates is... Um, uh, an Adam uh, Sandler movie. <laughs> well, in a way. <laughs> it's an interactive live-action dating game. So, basically, oh, God. it's all live-acted and you have like responses you can click and there's actors, you go on a webcam date. And I think there's like huh. five different dates you can go on with different outcomes. Uh, it looks okay. horrific. I don't know why you would want to do that. <laughs> so I guess you're gonna have rejection in the digital world as well.
0: Yeah. You gotta you gotta have a dating lot. You gotta hit the dating scene in a pandemic world. So also
1: from uh, from the seventeenth we have Flatland, Mars Horizon which is a management game. On PS5 and four we have Mortal Kombat Eleven Ultimate. Followed by My Name is Mayo 2, which is a $1 platinum. Hmm. Uh, Serious Sam Collection, The Perplexing Orb 2, which is also an easy platinum, and it looks more interesting than My Name is Mayo if you want to get an easy <laughs> platinum there. On PS5, we have War Thunder. Following on the 17th, we have Warhammer Crossbane Slayer Edition. Hmm. Who doesn't love Slayer? On the 18th, we have uh, my Game of the Week, which I was so excited about, I had to show you speaking uh-huh. simulator on ps4 so it is freaking outrageous um <laughs> you're a uh, basically you're a robot body that was created by a robot trying to take over the world the robot looks suspiciously like it was from wally um mm. anyway it's hilarious so you have to move the mouth the mouse you have to move the mouth um to make words and these people sound like they have like novocaine in their mouth and they're trying to say they can't pronounce anything um sometimes you're like you'll overheat and your ears will pop off or like oil will shoot out of your head stuff like that it's pretty awesome so um, you should look that up at least for a good laugh and we're we're fairly certain it's it's from the same makers of surgeon simulator uh which is uh, all you can play that on vr so you should look that up too if you're uh, looking for a laugh on the 19th we have anime studio story bridge constructor the walking dead eldrador creatures Hide and Dance on PS5, Judge with a Y, -Y J-Y-D-G-E, and Mace, Space Shooter. And finally, on the 20th, we have Katamari, Damacy, Reroll.
0: Nice. And then there, so a couple things. Number one, for whatever reason, uh, I should have just added this myself, but Push Square, got the guys at Push Square did not have Poker Club on the list here, which released today, the 20th. Right. So it's also out today. Poker club. I've, I've already bought it. I'm in, I'm into that. Play it looks poker. It's like fun. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fun, chill game to play with friends and tournaments and whatever. So it's only 25 bucks. So that's my game of the week. Also, did you know, that that Mars horizon game that you mentioned up there Mm -hmm. is sponsored by the European space agency and another space organization. They like helped fund, fund the making of the game is like a somewhat educational thing. I think.
1: Okay. I thought it sounded familiar. Maybe I've just seen it on Twitter or something and like some sort of ad, but I knew I'd heard of it before, but I couldn't place it.
0: Yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. So anyway, that's it for the, the new game releases this week. And Travis, I wanted to begin to wrap the show up here. I wanted to talk to you briefly about uh, what 2021 game are you most looking forward to as we move into the new year here?
1: Well, the obvious answer is the new Gran Turismo. I, As oh, you yeah. guys know, I love my racing games. Uh, I've been playing Gran Turismo. I've played every Gran Turismo. I've never not played one. So I've also never beat one 100%. Like I've gotten all the licenses, but I've never went through and like like there's trophies on the game for like F1 races and stuff like that. I've never like you would spend 12 years trying to do that stuff. But anyway, so on that front, I've ordered a new racing wheel. It should be here by Monday. So I'm excited to get a new wheel with my new system and my new Gran Turismo. So definitely look forward to that the most. But aside from that, which isn't surprising, um, I'm interested to see what get more information about the new Battlefield. I know we might get that hmm. towards the end of next year. I have a lot, um, you know, we've heard different, it'd be more modern, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Which is fine. That's perfect. Hopefully, it doesn't suck like the last one. And Battlefield 4 was a lot of fun. So, we know they can do that successfully as long as it's not like, um, what was the one where you could do Cops and Robbers?
0: Um, Oh, uh, yeah, Hardline.
1: Right. It was such a good idea that it just kind of fell short. Yeah. Looking forward to that. I have Ratchet and Clank on my list. I never played the other ones. This one does look fun, especially with the controller. I think that'll be a lot of fun on the controller. So, those are probably my, my top three just for next year off the top of my head. You know, if if I play God of War on the PS plus collection, I might I might add that in. So we could we yeah. can consider we can consider that I think as kind of a bonus game for me.
0: I so I as things stand today, my most anticipated game for next year is God of War Ragnarok, for sure. That's that game's going to be insane. Uh the first one was one of the best games on the ps4 it's one of my it's probably in my top 10 games definitely looking forward to that and my probably close second and third at least right now is so i saw some new like brief gameplay footage of returnal today oh yeah house house mark put out like a seven minute developer diary and Mm -hmm. there was some new gameplay snippets in there dude that game I think that's that's a close second for me. That's that's looking better and better. So I'm really excited about Returnal, and then
1: forgot about that. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, and then kind of right there too is uh, Destruction All Stars. Really excited about mm-hmm. that too. But I think God of War is going to take the cake. And there are right. several other games that I, I had my eye on, but we haven't really seen enough of to know. Right. Like dying, dying light two could could yeah. dethrone could dethrone God of War. I could Ragnarok. Cool. What we'll to see? Yeah, what we'll to see. And that there's so a lot there's something going on with that game because we haven't seen it in a while, and it was supposed to come out this year and we're now doing stuff with the
1: other one still, so
0: yeah, and maybe it, now it's maybe next year, so I don't know if that game's broken or what the deal is, so that game may not even be out for a while. So I'm going God of War Ragnarok. Oh, don't forget about Deathloop. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun too. yeah, <laughs> damn it, so uh, i'm I'm gonna get that too. A lot of people are excited about that, and rightfully so, it looks cool
1: yeah so. but the the uh, returnal is a really good call if you're if you're looking for something that's not um so mainstream i guess I think returnal is mm-hmm. a very good call
0: yeah you should look up that developer diary there's that new gameplay it looks really cool remind it's like it's like if they took next machina and made like a third person triple A shooter mm-hmm. basically oh, that's so. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's it's pretty cool all right Travis. Let's close out here with what we are going to be playing in the week ahead. What's uh, what's on your radar here?
1: Well, you know, I'll keep doing my 2k stuff and just kind of trudging through uh, the domination right now. Um, for me, the, the fun of the game is trying to create a roster that I really like. So I really right. want to have a roster that I really enjoy playing with. By the time I get to the um, third level of domination, I like to use the first two to kind of build it out at that point. Going into the third one, you should have a pretty good idea who you like and don't like. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, uh, we still are good at Call of Duty the rest of this week. <laughs> <laughs> we were having a good time with that, so we'll keep that going. And um, when I get my new wheel, I'll probably do a little bit of racing just to play with it. It's it's belt driven, mm-hmm. so it should be more responsive and I like, guess higher quality. Um, and the thing about sim racing is your equipment doesn't the equipment doesn't make you any quicker. Like knowing when to brake and when to get on the gas and when to turn. Um, that's Mm -hmm. what makes you fast. So you can be just as quick on a controller. You don't have to have a wheel, but, um, you know, it's it's a hobby. So that's what happens when you have hobbies, you end up, you know, if you really get into a hobby, you kind of go into it for real. So that's where I stand with that. So that's what I got going on.
0: Cool. I, uh, I'll continue on with 2k. You make a good point like about, uh, building your team. I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, I don't know if I'm in love with my team the way I have it right now. So I don't know if I don't know if the guys mesh well together, like they, what they're good at and what they're bad at. So I'm not convinced yet. I may have to make some changes. It's just something's not clicking for me. I've got to put my thumb on it. So, uh, but anyway, Oh, you also got to like,
1: you need to match together, but also flat, like match with the coach. I feel like mm. that helps a lot. Like most of my guys don't match with my defensive coach. I also forgot mm. to tell you yesterday I pulled a um another amethyst coach. Oh my god. I so, hate <laughs> you. <laughs> I forgot who it was. I hate but, you. But I pulled him with that poor Zingas card. <laughs> so I have two amethyst coaches. Whatever.
0: That's so stupid. I did uh do my like weekly wheel spin this morning mm-hmm. and I and I got a um I got some type of pack team up or something and I got an amethyst Karan C- Butler.
1: Oh pack, sick. So.
0: Yeah, he's terrible on defense, but he can score. Oh, so, that's fair. I might, yeah. I, yeah <laughs> I might check him out. It's a triple threat uh, guy. A triple threat guy. So, anyway, I'll play that uh 2K and continue to play Black Ops, which I've got to say, I did not say this off the top, but I am loving Black Ops. Yeah, it's
1: a, it's, a, it's fun. It's been I a thought
0: I, Yeah, I thought I was going to enjoy it as we've talked about before, but I was really kind of down a little bit that they had taken some of the things from Modern Warfare and I was going to miss Modern Warfare and sometimes I still do. And I while do. I th-
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I I miss mounting. I, I said I wouldn't, but yeah. I, I definitely miss mounting.
0: I agree. And and also I do think that Modern Warfare is a much better looking game. Mm-hmm. Uh even on PS4, I think it is still a much better looking game. So I think that's just an engine thing between Infinity Ward and Treyarch. However, Black Ops is a lot of fun. And the the dual sense controller is what kind of puts it over the edge for me. So without that I would think it was good, but with the dual sense, I think it's great. So mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying that. And it helps that we're helps that we're on a good run too.
1: Yeah, the kill time adjustment is a lot more beneficial, I think, than
0: people realize. And I think that the
1: matchmaking with skill level is a lot more I think it's a lot more beneficial I know people are complaining but they're complaining because w- w- what they're used to is like you just get in these random lobbies and you'll go 30 and 2 and you'll go 30 mm-hmm. and 2 and then you'll go to the next lobby and there'll be a bunch of prestige guys in there and you'll get your shit pushed in and you'll <laughs> find 26 right. so your KD is like you know 1.6 mm-hmm. like if you're playing with dudes it's like iron sharpens iron like if you're playing with dudes who are all about 1.2 just like you are and you start dominating them, and then you'll move up, and you'll get better, and you'll get better, and you'll get better. Now, yeah. there is a way to cheat it. If mm-hmm. if your buddy has a lower KD than you and he hosts, you'll get put in the lower lobby. Um, mm. So that that's something that people, I'm sure, can take advantage of or have or, or
0: are. Right. But I
1: think that those things are what make it really, really good.
0: Yeah, it's good. I, I, I'm I'm all in for it. So it was all, hopefully they don't break it or jack it up in the future <laughs> with with the seasons, but we'll see. So beyond uh, 2K and Black Ops, I'm going to, now that I've beaten Miles Morales, and I tried to steal my thunder multiple times earlier, but <laughs> my next goal is to platinum Astro's Playroom. So I'm going to put some time in on that, hopefully this weekend. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. And then after that, I'm going to do the Black Ops single player campaign. Mm-hmm. So I want to get those two th- those two things done before Cyberpunk on December 10th, which I think is very doable oh, because... Yeah. Astros i've seen people say they've platinumed Astros in like four hours so it can't be too bad it's just collecting stuff i guess yeah it's not you just have to go back and replay a level it's not too bad yeah and then black ops can't be more than like eight hours on right. the campaign so that won't be too bad so I should be able to knock those things out before cyberpunk sucks uh it becomes a black hole in my gaming universe so <laughs> uh
1: that's pretty forgot, much it i forgot to tell you my wife asked me if you got to download your cowboy game onto the playstation 5 and <laughs> I told her I told her no and she said, Oh, his poor streak. And then I told her Dude. how many hours you put in, and she like her
0: jaw hit the floor. <laughs> <laughs> what did I tell you? 857 hours? Yeah, something, um, something asinine. <laughs> yeah. So I that yeah, uh, you guys that listen probably have noticed that I've not played Red Dead Online uh this this week. And I gotta tell you, that hurts me. That cuts deep that I haven't been able to play that. I miss it. Even just getting on for 10 or 15 minutes and doing challenges. I missed that bad, but it takes like 120 gigs on PS five and I just don't have it right now. So I'm hoping that once I delete miles and the campaign, because you can delete the campaign from call of duty, which is like 60 gigs that I'll have some room even after cyberpunk, but I want to get cyberpunk downloaded first to see where I'm at. And then if I have room, I'm getting back on the red dead train in time for Christmas. T- uh, t- because t- huh? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. because they'll bring snow, they'll bring snow to the map and Christmas trees to camp and Christmas tree in my uh, moonshine uh, tavern. So I got to be there for that. I got to be there for the holidays. You know, I just imagine those people in my moonshine tavern just there lonely, just waiting for their proprietor to come back. And it's sad. It's really sad. So Travis That's all we got for this episode. A little bit of a short episode. Things are calming down now that the console is out. Now globally everywhere as of Thursday. So welcome aboard, you guys. Hope you're enjoying it. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, be sure to subscribe. Leave us a nice review. And share us with a friend who you think may enjoy a PlayStation podcast where they can get all the news of the week in less than 90 minutes. Look for new episodes every Sunday. Hit us up on Twitter if you want to talk, at the Pod. If you want to see clips or streams, check us out on YouTube, the DualSense Podcast. You can also watch our weekly episodes there. You guys take care. We'll talk at you next week.